Coming up on today's show. It's very crazy and almost surreal to think of some of the things that I've been through and have gotten through and have not either been arrested or dead by now, honestly. On my shit today, watch them throw it on the plane. Like it threw our love away. Welcome to another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment featuring interviews with guests who are having success in entertainment, primarily music. I am Bruce Wozniak, talking to guests who are singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, and more from the worldwide music community. Get in touch with me by writing to podcast at nhte.net, or instead of email, you can DM me through the at Now Hear This Entertainment Instagram account. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from the road, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who just released a full album of 12 songs at the end of September. In the lead up to it, she had released four singles after having put out six last year. She appeared on season 14 of The Voice, having gotten chair turns from both Blake Shelton and Kelly Clarkson, and since then has shared the stage alongside notable artists, including Jason Aldean, Thomas Rhett, Dirk Bentley, Winona Judd, and countless others. Earlier this year, she signed a record deal with 1RPM Music Label slash Verge Records. Between October 9th and November 20th, she released three official music videos that have a combined total of over 260,000 views on her official YouTube channel, which itself has a combined total of over 1.5 million video views. And her Spotify wrapped numbers for 2023 included an amazing 2.2 million streams. You've been hearing a song of hers called South of Somewhere. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Jess Lee. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes, thank you ever so much for making time to talk with me today. Let's start off by having you share with the audience about the song of yours that was just playing called South of Somewhere, especially since I was talking over it and they couldn't hear the lyrics. Oh, I <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you for asking. It's actually one of my favorite singles. Um, you know, South of Somewhere is kind of this breakup anthem party song. Um, you know, when... <laughs> When I got in the room, I wrote it with a band out here that's called Radio Romance. The writers are actually Sam Hayes, Josh Gramlings, and Steve Virginia, um, which actually, he pops in on a lot of my stuff. He's actually my manager, but he is affiliate with the business for 20 years now, has worked in the music business, and he's so excellent as a songwriter, too. So I actually sneak him into a lot of my rights when I can, because he's stellar. But um, it was the four of us in the right, and... You know, I came in with this idea that, you know, sometimes you just don't even have to know where you're going to end up and know where you're going. Life's got a fun plan for you. So it's kind of the double entendre of like physically physically going and escaping, you know, this breakup that you had, but also kind of like emotionally going somewhere else too. And um, be able to just realize that your happiness doesn't have to reside in anybody. It's, it's, it's internal, it's self-made and, you know, you, you can still have bad things happen 
and still have high spirits and still find reasons in life to be happy and shake your butt and dance and have fun and you know just just it's okay with starting over you know so um it's just the message is just literally a breakup song that sounds like a party song and we totally wanted it to be almost like a celebratory kind of feeling yeah i love everything that you're saying and i love the fact that you started it off by saying it's a breakup song that's a party song because typically someone hears breakup song and they think it's a sad ballad. And of course, folks, you just heard, granted, I was talking over it, so please go listen to it in its entirety. But Jess Lee, you know, I think the fact that you turned something that should be heavy into, no, this is a party song, is admirable. But help me connect the dots here because I'm listening to everything that you're saying, but South of Somewhere. So where does that fit in? Where, it's a cool title, but I'm listening for how do, how do you come up with South of Somewhere as it relates to everything you just described? Right. So, you know, what's funny is we were talking about that Beach Boys song, you know, where uh, Coke, I think it's called... Uh, Kokomo, right? Yeah. Am I saying it wrong? <laughs> no, that's right. And, you know, we were laughing because it was, it's actually a made up place. And, you know, you always think, like, when you listen to that song, it's this, like, real place that they're going to. And we kind of got on the subject of, like, all of these songs and how exactly what you said, a lot of songs are just, you know, they're breakup songs and they're so sad. We kind of wanted to mix this idea of, like, it just doesn't matter where you're going. I'm I'm just gonna get out of here. I'm going south of somewhere. I'm gonna uh, keep traveling. I may I may I'm gonna just end up somewhere and I don't even care where it is. Let me just go and buy a random ticket somewhere just to get out of here and just have a good time. So cool. <laughs> so cool. I like that. I like Thank that. Thank you. And congratulations on the new album that I mentioned in the intro, like I had said, twelve songs released on September twenty ninth. Tell us all about that project. Where was it recorded? Anyone you might want to mention who worked on it? And also where the title of the album comes from, since it's not one of the track names. Oh, I I love these questions. Thank you so much for asking such great ones. So um, I'll start with the title. The title of the album is Equilibrium. And, you know, it's kind of funny because I was literally, as I was writing these songs, thinking about how every single one of them really is kind of like a standalone story. When you put it all together, this album is three years of my life's work of coming out here to Nashville. I moved out here um, four years ago, officially, which is so weird to me that it's really been <laughs> in, in in perspective such a short amount of time. You know, they call it a 10-year town, and things have just happened so fast for me, um, just moving out here and, and just coming out here and grinding and making it all happen. And I was kind of one of those people that I initially was like, I am going to just write and produce and and just dive into everything and definitely have had moments where I've burned the candle out of both ends but <laughs> but you know I I'm just one of those people I'm a workhorse I love to be busy and you know I just got busy I got busy writing music and you know a lot of these songs all of these songs are true songs that that come from inspiration of my life or actually just full out my story um you know, so, I mean, for instance, songs like Unmeet You was absolutely a true story of me coming from a small town and, and breaking up with this guy and having to watch someone that I still love date someone else and just the pain of that of that small town, you know, life, that love life. Um, but the album, you know, when I was going through everything and really thinking about what I wanted to name it, all I kept thinking about was, wow, this this just feels like the balance of life. Mm. Like you have everything from motivation 
to, you know, it's not just like an album of breakup songs like you'll hear. You know, you'll, you'll get a lot of artists that they just, they get in the season and they write about like that season. This was like about multiple seasons in my life. I mean, everything that you can touch, I had an article that it was like the best thing they ever could have said was that Jess Lee wrote in, a, in 12 songs the breath of human, human mm. existence. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like what a statement, you know? And it, they, they got it. It was the fact that, you know, it was a three-year period that felt like, you know, what, what everybody has gone through in, in their own way, in their own experience. And that journey of creating this album made me feel like I had actually fallen into that balance that I was looking for mm. as an artist, as a person, just... It, I, as, as much as I was falling into who I was as an artist, I also had developed a, a new emotional relationship of, you know, for myself coming from abuse and coming from the dark path that I came, you know, from in my life. And, um, you know, I had developed um, a spiritual relationship with God that I really, really leaned into and, and grew into that. And, you know, it just was so many things and everything, every time I think about this album, it was balance. All I kept thinking was that word. I'm just like, is there a prettier word than balance? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I just kind of started looking into it and I was like, oh my goodness, I, I, this album is me finding my equilibrium and it might be, you know, someone else's too when they listen to it, you know, mm. resonating it with them, with it in their own way. So um, it's for, it's for me, you know, finding my equilibrium. It's for anybody else out there that's looking for it or, you know, found it and just kind of wants that anthem of their life. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's why I really leaned into that title instead of doing a title track. Yeah, um, yeah, very nice. I and like that approach. it's been such a journey. Because, oh, thank you. And, you know, it's been such a journey, too, because part of that journey was me going through COVID and, you know, having a moment where I was ripped off the road, which at that time was 100% my bread and butter, and, you know, I, when that happened, it was like navigating that industry now in a whole new way. And, you know, at the time I had been going to a producer who was, I'm still amazing friends with, but um, I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it. And I was like, I will be damned if I stop here. Mm, now, this is not going to be what takes me out. Good Thank you. you. So I was like, this is not going to be what takes me out. So part of that balance and that equilibrium was finding how am I going to keep a roof over my head, <laughs> but still keep going, right? So um, I actually, that's when I leaned into actually starting to produce my own stuff. So ah. this record is produced, yes, this record is produced by myself and crazy enough, co-produced with my manager, Steve Virginia, who's just an amazing, I mean, he's got such a great business sense of this this industry. He's been in the business, like I said, for 20 years, but he's such a creator as well. Um, he's worked with some of the biggest names, you know, with their branding, such as like Jason Aldean and Jelly Roll and the list goes on. So um, he's a branding expert, but he's also an absolutely amazing creator. And when, you know, I started asking for his input on this and we teamed up and we just became this kind of power team on this album. And it's just been so cool navigating into who I've become and now becoming one of the women producers out in this town which is a rarity in itself so i'm i it's just it's just that whole journey of literally falling into who i am right now so does that mean that you recorded this on your own or did you go to a studio in nashville no i have my own home beautiful wow. home studio wow yeah and um i i just full-on went all in <laughs> so, yep so it's 
It's literally from from Justly Studios. <laughs> okay, so I'm interested then because you have a new record deal. I'm guessing that this new album of yours is the first project under that. There's a potential teaching moment here for anyone in the audience who is an aspiring performer themselves. Tell us what this relationship involves as well as how you got the opportunity in the first place. And then am I maybe wrong that one isn't a part of the other, being that you just said we bootstrapped this and did it on our own? Because I think when we hear record deal, Jessly, we picture an artist that has all kinds of people around her taking her to the fanciest studio in town. So just walk us through all that, this record deal and, and, and the album. Right. No, I love that question. You know, I had a lot of deals offered my way and it was kind of one of those things where where I'm at, I didn't 100% have the the interest um and the full motivation at that point to sign your traditional 360 deal where you do have someone um kind of telling you who you are and what you're going to wear and what your branding is going to be and that's just not who I am. I've always been doing it on my own. I've built everything that I've had grassroots, um, you know, uh, me and my team, which is very close knit. And we like to call it, we're taking the Luke Combs approach. And we've had so much respect with Luke Combs's journey um, with how he's built it. I mean, he, he literally started with his independent label. He keeps his team very tight. He calls the shots and that's how we see my business being. Um, and, you know, eventually he went ahead and did, a joint distribution deal with, um, you know, a large major. Um, but initially he was on that independent deal. So I'm with one of the biggest uh, major independents in the world. And we chose that path instead of initially signing up front with a major just because we have been loving the freedom that I have. And that was an actual, I've got a, I've got a dope law team. Um, <laughs> and they made sure to right in there that I am fully capable of producing my own stuff and okay. I built this this brand before them producing my own stuff and um, we made a point to have a lot of what the traditional deal stands for but still get to keep a lot of my creative independence which mm. is a very very exciting time yeah. um, not only just for artists in music in general but again being a producer a writer on my stuff I mean you hear a lot of people that their label really pushes them to just cut music cut music cut music and yeah. they they don't really give them the opportunity to also be a writer. And that's the thing is that's what's so cool about my team and my management team. They a hundred percent stand by who I am. Um, shout out to black label Nash. I, my team is the best. They, they are full on in my corner. They believe in what I have to offer in this industry and, and the, how different I am. And uh, they want that to stand out. They don't want someone coming in and telling me who I have to be and what I'm going to be. And, um, you know, that's that's the reason we leaned into this kind of traditional hybrid deal is what um, everybody's calling it. And it's a very, very small um, percentage of people that get the opportunity to sign a deal like this. 360s are still very alive and well. Um, and I feel so honored that I get a lot of the traditional sense and guidance and support from a traditional record deal, but I don't have that 360 cent where um, they're owning large amounts of my music and I they, they don't own any of my uh, creative content, things mm -hmm. like that to where like if you sign a 360 deal, they're going to take everything that you've got. So it's a very, very exciting time and I'm super excited to lean into um to this right now and you know every everybody's changing everybody ever flows you know and and, and i'm very very um 
open to a different deal at some point one day. But for right now, this was the path. And my team and I are so, so excited about it just because I get to be 100% who I am. And we all get to, you know, really truthfully say that we're Team Justly and we're not team whoever they want yeah, to make me be. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to say bravo to you, but also bravo to your legal team Thank because you. now that you've explained everything <laughs> the way you. that you have, I can see how you can be signed to a deal but have yes. the room, the freedom, the flexibility to say, I'm going to self-produce and I'm going to record this on my own. So it's really a, a very nice partnership that you have formed with them because you are able to say, yes, I have the backing of an independent record label, but you are also able to continue your brand the way you've built it, your business to this point. I lo- Yes, absolutely. And, and that's, you know, that's such a huge part of my message as an artist is I want to be the person that people can say, okay, I can build this to a point where I don't have to sign my life away on my first record deal. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And I feel like that's just such an exciting thing right now. It's it's still a little bit of a rarity. I, I really do hope that, you know, with the independent music space and social media and all the outlets that you can use today to build your business up beforehand, you know, that's when you get offered. My manager would always say to me when I get an, a record deal, a 360 offer, and he'd say, we're not signing this. And I have such respect for him because... And this is just the group. This is just the gruesome part of the industry. And you'll learn about me that I'm a very real person. I'm Italian, so I say it like it is. <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of managers out there that they want you to sign that deal because they want the percentage of your advance. They want you to sign it because they're going to make money off of you, even if you don't. And my manager doesn't do that. My manager um, told me, "No, you're not going to sign this deal because." You're going to be millions and millions and millions of dollars in debt at that point that you may never pay off, but I'll still be making money. And I don't like that for you because you're so much bigger than that. And, you know, when you see these artists, like, like I said, like Luke Combs, like Jelly Roll, um, you know, Dax, like these people that they're smart, they build their business up first to a certain point to where they're not going to be in a debt that they can ever never recover from. Yeah. And they're also not going to ever become a person that loses themselves in this industry because everybody's telling them who they have to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm one of those people that I want to speak out and say there is a different way. And if you can stay true to who you are, you can stay true to God's path and God's purpose for you and stay steadfast in your plan and your purpose and not look at everybody else's race. Your plan is going to unfold And you're going to have opportunities that come out there that make sense for you and give you, you know, the opportunities that you want in life on all facets of what you're looking for in in your journey. That's right. And, um, yeah, it's it's a really exciting time. Let the record show that despite my big, long Polish last name, I am half Italian. So I feel you. I feel you. Oh, (laughs) cool. I love that. I love that. Well, we're going to get along just fine. Yeah, I always say it should be no surprise that the Italian half was always the more dominant half in my upbringing. (laughs) Always. Always. I'm like 90% or something like that, like crazy. So it's definitely the dominant part in mine. (laughs) Just Lee, tell us all about the small town go-round tour. Oh, thank you for asking. I'm... You know, I am so excited. I've done a lot of touring, but I think this is like one of my favorite things that my team and I have ever come up with. So we had a song on the record called Small Town Go Round. Um, it's just one of the one of the album cuts. Um, and 
it's become so special to me because I wrote it in the light of my small town. I wrote it kind of too, as a little bit of a clap back to all the artists out there um, that tend to put a negative connotation on their small town. You, you have so mm. many artists that write songs that are like, Oh, you know, I, I, I can't wait to get out of here because this town offers me nothing. And I need to go to a big town where all my dreams will come true and the shining lights and blah, 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 blah. And you know, what was so funny about my town is I've always had so much love surrounding me mm. on every single part of this journey from when, you know, I was on TV to, to now, you know, and um, I remember when I had, and we'll talk more about it later, but I'd gotten off the show on The Voice and, and my town was like, get out of here. This is your chance oh. to do this thing. And we want to see you win. And they're, they've just always been so supportive. So one day I got in the room, it was me, uh, actually Steve, Steve again, Steve Virginia and a, co- a co-writer named Carrie Ann Jean. And we started just kind of talking. It was actually one of the few rights that we had where we didn't have like a, a hook idea, like placed out. Mm-hmm. We just started actually talking about how we all come from small towns, mm. really small towns. I mean, the initial town that I came from is a population 500 town. Um, and, you know, we are talking about these experiences of love and community and just just nature and silence and all these beautiful things of coming from a town like that and experiencing that, that formative lifestyle. And um, we, we started talking about exactly what happens with these artists that just, just hate on their small towns. And we're like, you know, what if we wrote a song that did the exact opposite? What if it was a song highlighting that these small towns have it right? And, they're full of love and they're full of, you know, just just everything that this world today needs more of. And they're the mm. backbone of our society and, and our nation, you know. And um, I fell so in love with the song that even though it wasn't necessarily a single on the record, um, I was like, what I want to do is I want to honor being a small town girl from a population 500 town. I know what it's like to be in that small town and not necessarily get loved on. So the whole tour is based on loving the small town and giving them awesome entertainment and just an amazing time to show so cool. that I love them and I'm here to support them, and it's all about them right now. So cool. What a great idea. I Thank love that you. connection. Thank you so much. You know, Thank it's you also so, so great to see how much collaborations have become a part of the fabric of the music community these days. And Justly, you have a collab with Colt Ford to tell us about. I do. You guys are actually getting the exclusive right now. So anybody that listens to it is finding it out first here. Because awesome. we haven't even we're not even officially announcing it until um like on my socials and stuff until I think like late January. So, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so you guys got you got, Thank you guys you. got the scoop. Um, Thank you. Of course, yes. So we're super excited. I can't say the exact release date yet on here. But we just got the final master in the other day. Um, it's actually a three-way co-release. Um, it's going to be with an artist uh, DJ named Cliffy D, and it's going to be Colt Ford. And it's all three of us collaborating on this song that we all wrote. Um, and we are just so excited. It is, without getting into too much detail and getting in trouble, because I can start talking about it now, I just can't give a lot of the details yet. But but it is so anthemic. It is so fun. 
Um, we're currently talking about music video ideas and the stuff that we're leaning into in relation to the song. And we are just so excited about it. So that's definitely something to keep your eyes out for um, because here very, very soon we're going to be starting to announce um, music video release dates and song release dates. So that's, it's, it's really, really exciting, a lot of stuff that's going to be coming up in 24. Wonderful. And audience, in a, just a minute or two, I'm going to be giving you a lot of Just Lee's online destinations, and so you're certainly going to be wanting to follow her for obvious reasons, for news in general, but certainly about that collab that you just heard her talk about in particular. Speaking of collaborations, tell the audience about what you've been doing each month since April on YouTube with what's called Songwriter Sessions. Oh, my goodness. You're just so great at this. Thank you for asking all these wonderful questions. <laughs> Thank so, you. <laughs> so Songwriter Sessions has become another little, like, something that's special to my heart slash good deed. Um, one of the things that I noticed out here is that um, me being a person that's extremely vocal about the people that are behind the scenes with my music, um, I noticed that, you know, there's there's a very large scene out here that they just, the songwriters tend to get neglected. You know, they don't. They just, to me, they don't get mentioned enough. They don't get highlighted enough. And for so many artists out here that are cutting a lot of music, um, it's just, it's one of those things that has become so important to me as, as a songwriter myself, but also seeing my friends in the songwriter community that sometimes don't get the credits they deserve. And one of the things that I wanted to do on a small scale way to give back was, to highlight the songwriters on this album in a way where we can bring the viewers back into the room so it's fun for them to kind of see the creation process and hear initially a broken down version of, of what it kind of was when we were writing it in that scene. But um, also to really kind of just get to know these writers a little bit in a, in a snapshot. You know, it's, it's fast, it's quick, it's just a fun snappy conversation where we just talk about the writing scenario talk a little bit about the writer sometimes the writer slash artists that are up and coming as well um and it's just a great way to showcase and introduce people um to more talent and also to people that are people that i love and have been a huge part in my science songwriting process but also you know these are songs that have again molded me in to what I've become. And these are people that have had a huge hand in my sound. And I'm a big believer that I would not have these songs or at least the same exact song uh, without them. That's right. So, you know, there's, they play such an important role in my life and in this path. And although I, I do think that I'm a great songwriter and I'm very proud of the songwriter that I've become, but I also know the importance of the people around me and how integral they are to my journey and these songs that I've produced and, and, um, and written as well. And they're just so important. So I wanted to take a moment to love on them and give them a moment to have, you know, their moment as well. Yeah. And folks, if you've been with me long enough, thank you. And you know that I'm a huge advocate for the songwriting community. And so I love seeing People like Jessely do something like the songwriter sessions. Now, where can you go watch it? Well, let me give you all of her online destinations. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from the road by singer, songwriter, guitar player Jessely. Visit her official website at jesslymusic.com. I will have a link to it on the show page for this episode 
on my podcast website, nhte.net. You've been hearing her talk about her new album, Equilibrium. Once you land on her website, you will see a link that will take you to a whole list of providers that you can get it from, including iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, Tidal, Pandora, and more. There are also links on jessalinemusic.com for her social media, being Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Plus, do find and follow her on Twitter as well, or X, as I guess I'm supposed to be saying now. (laughs) Every week at this point in the show, I always tell you about the owl app, like the bird, except with two W's and two L's. And I always like to point out that this is not a sponsor. They're not paying me to talk about them. I have said that the founder of the app, who I have met in person, by the way, calls it LinkedIn on steroids. In case you did not hear it a couple weeks ago, I want to repeat that there's a new feature they've rolled out on the app called the Owl Community Connection Hub. It's designed to ask for help and to be matched with someone who has the knowledge you're searching for. So in other words, Owl users are tagging other experts who are on the app that would be best suited to provide the help that you're looking for. I, by all means, am very much an active user of Owl. And as you know from listening to this show, as well as reading my weekly blog, I'm a firm believer in the power of networking, the power of relationships, and that's what OWL is all about, helping you make connections. Check it out. Here's how. On my podcast website, nhte.net, tap or click anywhere it says home, and then read the article I have posted there under the headline, Help Now a Phone um, App Call Away to Learn More About OWL. I've also got links in there for you to download the app for free from either the App Store or Google Play. Plus, you will see my invitation code, which is a required field as you're setting up the app on your phone. Get on OWL and start on your way to making great new connections for your career. Jessely, you have built up a tremendous following, well over 400,000 followers between Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, not to mention the close to 6,000 subscribers to your YouTube channel. However, there are going to be people who are listeners of my show that are just being introduced to you for the first time. Let's do some background setting and have you tell them about your life growing up here in Florida. Oh, I love that. Well, first, I want to just say thank you for being um, one of the voices and advocates for the songwriter community, and I do appreciate your work. So um, as we navigate into my life, music was such a centric part of my life. It was so important because it's really what kept my head above water. Um, I grew up in a situation where um, I had an abusive father, both mentally and physically, and music was my escape. And one of the songs on the album called Fly Away is all about um, that feeling of being in a, a, a victim kind of situation where, you know, I, I was I was young. Um, I was a child. And, you know, I grew up for a little less now than than half of my life in that situation and Mm. could not escape it. And I felt so trapped. And, you know, my mom was trapped. My sisters were trapped. I mean, it was a situation that we just could not comfortably get out of for a very long time. And um, I would stare at the window and I would look at these birds and be so jealous of the freedom that they had. But Mm. know that God put me here for a reason. And if I'm waking up, Every day, I must be here with a purpose, and I would hold on to that hope of just believing that. And, you know, fast forward to where I am now, um, it's very crazy and almost surreal to think of some of the things that I've been through and have gotten through and have not 
either been arrested or dead by now, honestly. Mm. Um, I was one of those people that I kind of developed that lack of care for my life. My life was, you know, I grew up in a situation where um, when you're objectified like that in your formulative years, you tend to have seeds of um, lack of self-esteem planted into mm-hmm. your life and mm-hmm. you grow up knowing that. Mm-hmm. And that's all I knew, you know, and I surrounded myself with people that treated me the same way as my dad for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And I, and I treated myself that way recklessly. And I went down a very, very dark road. I'm pretty open about it. And then, um, uh, one day I got into a car accident that had completely changed my life. Um, I started to look into finding God and I ended up dating this man who was just like my dad had a situation where I broke up with him and he said some very nasty things to me when we broke up. And mm. I think just growing into the person that I was and finding my faith and finding this newfound strength, um, at that moment, I said, this is it. This is the last time that I surround myself with someone that treats me like this. And, um, I, at that moment changed my life. And it was like, not only just spiritual transformation that I was looking for, I was looking for every single angle that I could so I dug in physically and it led me on this journey to meeting these people who loved themselves. And it was very <laughs> odd to be around that. And, um, and I started, you know, training hard and digging into my spirituality even harder and digging into, um, you know, my mental state even harder and finding out ways that I could reprogram my brain at that point because of everything that I had planted in me, you know, for so long that I thought about myself And um, as I just kind of, you know, really started honing in on all of this and and just growing as a person, um, especially leaning into God, I I don't think I'd be where I am today without my relationship with with Jesus. And uh, it just slowly but surely, my life, the whole momentum started changing and it became um, now a lot more good than bad. (laughs) And... um, And, you know, I think one of the biggest parts of my journey and my purpose is to be a person that my message is always, it does not matter where you come from, you don't have to stay there. And I am living proof of that when I, there were many moments I shouldn't be right here right now. And I am here to tell that story. So um, that's, that's just a huge part of my, my life growing up is that I had you know, my mom was an angel and my sisters are, are some of my best friends and we have an amazing relationship now and we're all, you know, so strong. We've grown up to, to be these amazing, strong, independent women. And, um, you know, I just want to be a person that I replicate that and I'm I'm um, a person that someone can watch and realize that I didn't come from a silver spoon in my mouth. I came from the exact mm. opposite and I've worked my way into being everything that I am and you can too. That's wonderful. It's great testimony. Great testimony for sure. And now there you are Thank you so in much. Nashville, which, you know, probably seemed like barely even a twinkle in your eye at your at your lowest point. So a, a true victory for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I just you know, I think I think um when you have a platform and especially when you're putting out media and you're putting out content, um I think that there needs to be a lot more people today that have a purpose and a message with that. And I always want to be someone that someone can look at me and realize that 
it's just a lot more than music with what I do. There's, there's a lot of purpose behind it and there's a really strong message behind it. And we're going to be leaning into um, a lot of that next year with some things that are lining up. And uh, I'm very, very excited to um, reemerge my strong program. Um, and, that foundation that I had had created and um, unfortunately had to go on the wayside a little bit after COVID just because it's a very hands-on program where we actually would go into schools and work with the boys and girls club. Mm. Um, And unfortunately we couldn't go in to the schools and do all that anymore. So, but there's a lot of big plans to research the the strong foundation and um, work with some amazing people who have gone through similar journeys like mine um, and yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to lean into not only my music more obviously, but, but a lot of, a, a huge purpose with my music. So definitely stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, while we're still looking back though, every time I have a guest on this show who has appeared on American Idol, The Voice, America's Got Talent, The X Factor, I always make the joke that I'm required by podcast law to ask about that experience. <laughs> so in your case, Jess Lee, take us back to your time on The Voice and maybe any lessons learned going through that, any takeaways that perhaps you're still somehow applying today? Absolutely. You know, I would say one of the one of the biggest takeaways from The Voice was actually the fact, weirdly enough, that it was my very first time ever having vocal training. Hmm. I was very raw at the time. Um, it was kind of a funny situation. I had I had not been doing music at, really at all at the time. Um, again, the love of my small town. Um, we did a, they started, started a crowdfunder for me to be able to put out um, a single and a music video. And we worked so hard to be able to uh, create this but it was so funny because I was planning on doing it anyway. And then they ended up raising all this money for me to go ahead and do it. And everybody was so excited for it to come out. And I, as much as it was anticipated in my small town, I did not expect it, it to do what it did, especially because at the time I think I had like 400 followers on my music page. I Instagram was barely a thing. <laughs> I mean, mm. like it was kind of a thing, but like I wasn't really active on it yet. You know, it mm-hmm. was just, Um, you know, I just, I wasn't into the social media thing, having, not, not being any sort of, um, not having the mindset of being any sort of, uh, influential or public figure or whatever, you know, not doing it kind of thing. So they created the video, created the song, ended up, um, putting it out and I woke up the next morning and it had like 60,000 views or something on Mm. it, like the next day. And I was like, oh my gosh, like. For me, this is viral. Like, I have 400 people that follow me. Like, this is a lot, you know? (laughs) So I got so excited about it. And then it was like, the next day I woke up and it had doubled. And the next day I woke up and it was just like, it kept going. It kept going wild. And Mm -hmm. um, it was so funny because it was only a few months later, I get this random call from California. And uh, long story short, it was The Voice. And they had invited me to personally to come out to the show. Mm. And my whole journey really had started then, which is so crazy to think. Um, I think it's been five years ago now. Um, And that's when I really kind of professionally 100% jumped into doing this. Like I said, I was kind of doing it for fun on the side and, you know, going in, in my town and singing karaoke kind of thing. And you know, everybody would always be like, oh, you can sing. But I didn't have that self-esteem that yeah. I had 100% yet. It was still such the journey of me yeah. um, kind of falling into who I am now. And um, it's so wild because 
it was, again, just me kind of letting go and holding on to that mindset of, you know, I have purpose and I'm just going to keep doing positive things in my life and it will compound. And um, it kind of just all fell into what it became today. And when I was on the show, um, it was a really, really fun time. I met a lot of beautiful people. Um, I, like I said, got vocal training for the first time. It was an absolute blast working um, with the coaches, but even more so than anybody, I loved loved working with Trace Adkins. He just is my kind of person, and, and we both tend to have that kind of like witty, dry personality, so we got <laughs> each other very well. Um, <laughs> and um, and yeah, it was it was very very fun, and uh, it was it was truly um, I think for me the most important part about it was not just the vocal training, but the second most important part was I think it was kind of my um, official moment where I was like, I'm going to go ahead and full on give into this and take the jump and take the leap. And it was really what gave me the momentum and the motivation to say, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out to Nashville. I'm going to jump into the major leagues at this point where everybody needs to be, to be able to do this thing. And I love my home. I love my small town, but I gotta, I gotta give this a real shot, you know, and uh, and yeah, and I've, I've been out here ever since. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that now that you told us your whole backstory from what you had to grow out of, I would think that you, in particular, that it meant even more to someone like you who went through what you went through for Blake and for Kelly Clarkson to show their confidence in you as opposed to anybody else who goes on the show and gets even one chair turn or all four chair turns. Sure, it means a lot to them, but I think because of your backstory, that had to really, really give you that boost of confidence that you needed at a time when you weren't somebody saying, yeah, I should be on The Voice. I've got a great talent here that people, you know, so yours was very different, and I think it was more meaningful because of all of that. Oh, I, I love that perspective. Absolutely. I mean, it very much aligns with how I feel about that. And, um, you know, it's funny because even still with my newfound confidence, I'm I'm still such a, and maybe it's just, again, maybe it's coming from the small town and always kind of having that, I, I know where I came from roots, you know, grassroots thing, you know, um, I, I I never go into anything thinking, oh, I should be there. Like, I, I really don't like... I, I feel like if I should have been, I would have been. And anything that's meant for me and meant to be mine will be mine in God's timing. And I've gotten really, really good um, at being able to focus on my path and kind of let go of what everybody else is doing. You know, in the Bible, you know, it's, it's, it's run your race. And I've gotten really good at running my own race and not trying to place um, those high expectations on myself to where if something doesn't happen on my timeline, then I'm mad about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what's so cool is that letting go like that, I believe has really been what opened up more opportunity for me because I'm not feeling like I'm like killing myself to make this happen. I'm just kind of allowing it to happen. And um, I'm putting in everything that I can do to make it compound and to add to the success rate of what I'm, what I'm reaching for, you know, and the quote unquote end goal, which even still I'm like, I'm like the weirdo that I don't even have an end goal. I kind of, am like, 
I'm the one that's like, oh, if it's in God's plan, if, if it's in God's plan and I'm, you know, supposed to be, uh, you know, as big as a Carrie Underwood or, you know, someone like that one day, then that's great. But, you know, this journey for me has really been more about um, me just really, what can I do with this? What can I do with my platform that has purpose and, and still utilize the gifts that God gave me? And as long as I'm doing that, as long as I'm making people happy or resonating with them or comforting them, you know, going through a dark time, um, just like I did, that's really all that will ever matter to me. Wonderfully said. Wonderfully said. It's great perspective. Thank you. Now, please allow me. This is going to be a very long question, a very long build up to it. Take a drink of water, audience. <laughs> bear with me. But I think you're going to see where I'm going with all this. So. Back at the start of this show, Jessely, I introduced you as having put out three music videos between October 9th and November 20th. First of all, yeah. I really have to compliment you because all three of them just look fantastic. The production value is as good as I think we would see from an A-lister. Thank you. But was the mandate to do that many videos, the decision to release a trio of them within six weeks, was that mandated from yourself or from the record label? But then also... I would love for you to additionally take my audience behind the scenes of at least the Heart Knows Better video because I don't imagine that the average viewer realizes how much time actually goes into making, in that case, a 2 minute 44 second video <laughs> because there are two shots in particular. One is you're in the bathtub, the other is you're lying on the floor amidst a ton of rose petals while more rose petals are falling down on you and folks probably don't stop to think how long it took to set up each one of those scenes for what really amounts to not a lot of screen time that they get used. <laughs> so just tell us about all of that, the decision to release three videos in six weeks and then the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yes, absolutely. So I'll start with, with part A. So um, the decision to release the three in six weeks was actually kind of a conjoined. Again, I have such a huge um, creative role in my plan. And one of the biggest plans this year for me was the fact that um, my team and I, mainly my team, because they're so funny, because I'm like, so kind of like, all shucks, you know, <laughs> but my team's like, you're so visceral, you're so visceral, like, we need to do visuals with you, because you just have this like performance aspect that we feel like the people want to see, and we want to see it, you know, so we kind of laid it out. And it's funny because I did release the, the three within that time frame, but this year was a total of um, five music videos, and we actually have another one coming for Fly Away. So within mm. this fiscal year, we'll have been six. Wow. So it's half of the record. Yeah, half of the record, which is, which is totally on plan um, with everybody. When it comes down to these decisions, we, my whole team, we sit around a big board table in the label and... Um, we literally all have to sign off on it together and I'm the very last signature. So mm -hmm. if I don't say yes to it, it ain't happening. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. um, so I'm very, very hands on with, with what I do. Um, and the second part is that, yes, it's, it is so fun, very time consuming, but I love doing music videos. Like I just, for me, when they told me that they wanted me to do that much film this year, I was so excited about it and I 100% was was into the idea and the best part about it was that I was the one that laid out 
every single storyline. Oh. I'm the one that directed every single one of those videos. So every single bit of that video, every single story you're watching, I came up with it. Oh. So it's I'm very, very hands-on. Everybody loved the idea um, from all all six videos this year. Um, and yeah, it, it's been, it was just so fun being able to kind of lay it all out. And then, um, I know you wanted about heart knows better in particular, a fun little fact about heart knows better was that that was actually, I think it was a total of 70,000 rose petals. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and yes. And, um, what's so funny about it is, is they actually, they're silk rose petals and this is just a fun little like behind the scenes yeah yeah um they came in and we had i think um not all of my team but about half of it i think it was like seven or eight members of my team um actually come in and help us hand pluck those petals so like we we actually were all together, just got together and had drinks and hung out. And we, like, <laughs> just talked about everything and just had a fun night. And, again, I'm so hands-on with everything. So we were all there actually hand-plucking those rose petals. A lot of the props were, were brought in from the film team and everything else. But that was, that was one part. I wanted a very specific color and a specific red that we ordered. And mm. then we actually peeled them off um, a few nights before. So, um, yeah, I, I, again, I, I'm there. I probably have my hands on at least, I mean, when it comes to the, to the, to the direction and the, and the actual storyline, it's a hundred percent me and my, and uh, my manager where we go over it and I kind of give him the scoop and he like, is like, Oh, I love that. Or how about this? You know? Um, and we kind of mold it into what it is, but I'd say about, 75% of anything of the visuals and anything that you're seeing on film too is also probably touched by me. Um, I have a huge, huge part. I work with, with a lot of my team on the outfits and everything that I'm going to wear as well. But again, like I'm, I'm picking a lot of those things as well because I have a very signature style. I love to embrace the, um, you know, like like Latino flair, Italian thing that I have going on. So we kind of wanted to, you know, dig into that a little bit with some of the looks like the white outfit that I was laying on the rose petals. Um, so yeah, so um, it's, it's just so fun. And I love the creation process of that. And um, I just, I, I can't wait because next year is also following a very, very similar plan. So there will be a lot, a lot more visuals to come. <laughs> Well, I love everything that you just said, including the part where you said that you're the one that's driving the boat here, because to me, it's very different to be the face of the brand, to be the voice of the brand, but yet someone else is trying to more or less hand down the storyboard. And let's be honest, if you're a female and somebody said, now granted, obviously, I'm sure you're in your bathing suit, but if someone's saying, hey, we're going to get you know just the right type of tub and we're going to fill it up with water, this is going to take a while and we're going to have you get in there, right. you know, you're going like, okay, well, I don't know that I'm really comfortable with the crew all standing around me getting my in a bathtub in my bathing suit. But, <laughs> You know, but if you're a female and you're in control and you're the one saying, no, I'm the one that's coming up with the outfits. I'm the one that's coming up with the storyboard. I'm the one that's coming up with the locations. I know the look and feel I want for my videos to be consistent with my overall brand. Right. Then it kind of goes back to what you said in the first half of the show of why it makes such a good marriage with the record label, because you are still able to be indie. Exactly. That's 100 percent it. And that's again, those are the reasons, too, you know. 
I'm very particular with how far I'll push the boundaries. I'm just, and I believe that I'm a strong, independent woman, um, but I'm also one of those people that I will only take it so far with my sexuality. I don't want my sexuality to be the main focus that people come and look for me for or expect out of me. Um, And that's about as far as I'll go. You know, it's funny, it was sexy, but not one thing showed, you know, and I kind of was, everything was totally covered. And the majority, what's funny is the majority of my body was covered. They're really the only things that were showing was my shoulders. So when I came up with that idea, um, my team all kind of was like, wow, like you're kind (laughs) of right. Like this isn't a lot, this totally is in alignment with your brand because it's realistically, it's kind of that, um, sexy by illusion and by um, mystery because probably 85% of me was completely covered, you know, with the bath. But um, it was so fun literally creating every single part and storylining it, um, you know, from what bath we were going to use to the clothes that I was going to be wearing to the props that I was going to be sitting on in that hotel-y kind of vibe and how the neon lights were going to sit there. And um, I just, I truly love leaning into that part of it. And I think one of the other reasons why is because I will always be able to say that everything that's coming out from me is authentically justly. There's nothing that you, that I can say that someone else made me do it or that's not me. And I love that because I can hundred percent stand behind my choices. Wonderful. Wonderful. Good stuff. Good stuff. There's a really cool story that I would love to hear you tell as we wind down 2023 because this is the time of year when people either look back on resolutions that they made back at the start of the year and or they start thinking about new goals they're going to set for 2024. You had wanted to get a sprinter and instead ended up with something far better than that. You're calling me from it right now. (laughs) I would love to hear you describe all of that in your own words. Oh, my God. I just love that you know that. (laughs) That's so fun because that's kind of like, it's kind of like deep cut stuff, you know, the, the little story behind it. So, again, you know, that is the perfect example. And I love that you're asking this. This is exactly what I was talking about earlier, where I, I put what I want out there, right? But, like, I don't make it my end-all, be-all. I don't freak out if it doesn't happen exactly the way I want it. And what's funny is um, that story is totally the example of me just putting it out there, letting it go letting it kind of happen on its own time. Um, What happened was, is the year before we had the interest in being like, okay, we're going to go ahead and get a sprinter, start, you know, saved up for it. And God out of nowhere superseded my expectations. And um, it's just the perfect example of just being able to trust in your path and trust in your purpose. And, Sometimes when some things don't work out, it's probably because God's wanting to give you something even bigger than <laughs> your measly your measly self could even imagine. <laughs> I consider myself so measly. Mike, how many times that I've like I've put something in my head and I'm just like, "Oh my god, that's so silly in comparison to what God has planned for me." And I I couldn't even fathom that, you know? And um long story short, out of nowhere, um we fell into the financial opportunity to be able to me to um, afford skipping the sprinter and and afford the bus. And um, it's just been one of my greatest stories that I love to use in my personal life with my friends from um, moments like this, where I get to talk about how 
much I love Jesus and how much he's done for me. And um, it's just the perfect example of just in those moments where you feel like it's all falling apart, it may be God reconstructing to put something better together. An audience, when I have said twice during this interview that Jess Lee is calling me from the road, that's why, because she is literally on her tour bus right now <laughs> talking to me. We're going to close today with another song from Jess Lee's new album, a song called Ammunition. Jess Lee, before I let you go and I play that track, share with the audience first all about this one, if you would, please. Oh, I sure will. I'm so glad that you picked this one. So, um, Ammunition is the motivation song on the album, and I put it at the top because I love that feeling of the fire in your belly in motivation songs where you have people, and you will, no matter what you're doing, like no matter what career path you're taking, you're always going to have someone in your life that tries to either talk you out of it or maybe tells you you're not enough or maybe tries to slow down your path. That's just the way life works. And especially, you know, with what I do, I, you know, it's an industry where you experience a lot of no's, especially in the beginning. And, you know, not everybody wants to jump on your bandwagon when you're first starting in anything. And you got to go through that period where you're like, okay, I don't give a crap what these people are saying about me. They're not the ones that define me and I'm going to prove them wrong. And, one day, you know, the people that told me no are going to be calling me back, <laughs> being like, hey, let's work together. You know? <laughs> and, um, you know, I think everybody has that experience in their own journey. And I kind of wanted to write the anthem for that for anybody that was going through that period. And, and sometimes, you know, a lot of people go through this through multiple seasons in their life, they level up and then they want to hit that next level in their life. And there's always going to be someone who, who can't see what God put in your brain, you know, and, and they're going to, if they can't see it, then they're going to be a naysayer. If, if they can't understand it, then it's impossible, right? But that's not true. And um, that's what the whole song is about. It's about pushing past those naysayers and really honestly doing it to not only prove them wrong, but doing it for yourself and doing it because you know that, the path that God has you on is greater than any other human. And there's nobody that, that can stand in, in your way and in God's way. And in due time, if you stay the course, you will get there. And um, it's just all ammunition at that point. Nicely said, nicely said. And let the record show that when the people call you back who had once told you no, and they then want to work with you, the correct response is, New phone, who dis? Exactly. You always hope by then too. You maybe you changed your number exactly. too, and they just can't yeah. get you. Yeah, but I, ha I will say, I have thrown that line out before. No shade, no shade. <laughs> Jess Lee, it has been so wonderful having you on the show. Congratulations on the new album. We look forward to a lot more coming from you in 2024. And thank you for making time to be on now here this entertainment. Oh, Bruce, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me again. I want to come back to saying thank you for being such a voice and advocate and a, and a person that loves on the songwriting community. And uh, you're really great at what you do. And I've had so much fun with you today. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. It really does. And folks, with that, I will wrap up another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player, Jess Lee. 
do visit her official website at justlymusic.com. As I mentioned before, I will have a link to it on the show page for this episode on my podcast website, nhte.net. Today you heard a lot about her new album, Equilibrium. On justlymusic.com, you will see a link that says Stream Now, Buy Now. That will take you to a long list of online destinations where you can get Equilibrium, including iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, Tidal, Pandora, and more. There are also links on justlymusic.com for her social media. I have followed her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I know she would appreciate you doing the same. Justly is also on TikTok. Plus, as you heard about today, she's very active with her YouTube channel, so subscribe to that and then like and watch the videos on there. For that matter, tell her that you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. I do truly hope that you like this show, that you're enjoying what I'm doing every week on the Now Hear This Entertainment podcast. If you've made it all the way to the end, thank you for having stuck with Jess Lee and I, and I'm going to assume that that means that you do like the podcast. You can take action to let me know that you appreciate the work that I do to keep making this show happen every week, every month, more than nine and a half years without missing once by going on my podcast website, nhte.net, and then using the yellow Buy Me a Coffee logo that you will see there. This is not a sponsor. It's not affiliated with any brand or chain. It's just a fun way for you to send your support, your thanks to me, including a note that I will see when you utilize that option. You can also just head directly to buymeacoffee.com slash Bruce W. That's going to do it for episode 514. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song from Jess Lee. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Ammunition. Tossed turtle me and grow a daisy. Keep on throwing shade, but your shit doesn't face me. Kindness kills like the silence sitting on my